Is, What's does that? a white person play Bruce Lee? No, no, no. But it was going to focus on a white guy instead of Bruce Lee. And Bruce Lee is just a background character in, in a Bruce Lee movie. It's like making a Jimmy Olsen film. Also, it's a <laughs> fictional character named Steve Nash. I think they were going to use Steve McQueen's name. but Steve Nash? Why? Does Steve McQueen have a history he, with? He trained, he trained with Bruce Lee. With Bruce Lee. Oh. But they didn't use it. I don't know. It's the W Steve Network. <laughs> is that is it's WWE? Yeah. They, WWE Network is making no, a Bruce Lee thing. No, no, they made it. They uh they make movies. Yeah. This last movie that was WWE? Yeah. The it's one a, where he fights the Juan Jack Man, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Anyways. Coming at you from sunny Southern California, this is The Keeg. I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and today I have some really, really juicy geek news for you guys. Well, a lot of points that we really got to cover today. Uh, a little bit about Legos, a little bit about Teen Titans, a little bit about whitewashing. Whoa, <laughs> this is going to get intense. Uh, it. <laughs> I can't do this alone. That's why I've brought in my two friends. To my left, Fernando. Fernando Funes, right? Funes. Funes. Yeah, what's up, buddy? How's it going? Do I elongate the U too much? No, people just F up that name all the time. Yeah. Yeah, can we cuss on this show? Yeah. No, this is this is a church broadcast. Can I say fuck? Well, now you did, so I guess we're going to have to cuss <laughs> the whole time through then. <laughs> it's Funes. Thank you. No, just people mispronounce my name all the time, so it's... Yeah. It's uh, I've got uh, Funer, uh, Funes, yeah, uh, Fundog, Funaki. Well, now you're just picking nicknames. No, these are these these are legitimate mailings that have arrived to my house. Fundog, yeah, <laughs> Nunez, yeah, uh, Funer again, yeah, uh, Finesse. So you know, yeah. my name being butchered is n nothing yeah. new to me. I actually do like Fernando Finesse. I feel like that could be a wrestling name. Yeah, or a porn star name. Yeah, well, <laughs> well, you know, it could be both. It could be Moonlight is one of the other. You yeah, know? <laughs> or I could use a gimmick. <laughs> could I have a wrestler gimmick. The as a porn star. yeah, you're. <laughs> <laughs> oh jeez, Valvina's coming back. Uh, <laughs> I know, right? I uh, hey, good for him. That man knew they gave him a gift, and he's like, "I'm gonna run a fit as long as I can." <laughs> um, WWE though, it's a family production, dude. Right? Like, don't they, like, say that? Like, I, wrestling is supposed to be a family, it's a family thing. I think the family era is done, though. I think they had the family-friendly thing when John Cena was, like, at his height. And then the fans got tired of it, so oh. I don't know what the era is now, but I think that era is done. Oh, it's not family-friendly anymore? No, I mean, it's not, like, rated R or PG-13, but it's not necessarily, it doesn't delve into, like, yeah. a, it, how do I put it? They show I, a lot of boobs for something that's family-friendly. But they're right. rock solid boobs. You know? like the yeah, fake, the they're fake probably boobs, like well toned. They, those 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 wrestlers work really hard to get those bodies. <laughs> but yeah, I'm also a fan of comic books. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, glad to have you. Yeah. Uh, to my right, Paul Lau. Arrow is my favorite show. Um, hi. <laughs> I was like pulling out of being racist. Um, yeah. Hi. Hello. How you doing today? Uh, sweaty as the nuts that are in this uh, chair. That's so. Yeah. yeah, that was very graphic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're I mean, all crazy. We're, we're all pretty sweaty. Yeah. Whew, it's not only hot outside; it's like hot in here. I know. 
Yeah. Our pants are just nothing but swamps. Ew, gross, dude. Yeah. Gross. I shall summon the green for Our, my bottle. No. <laughs> swamp thing, <laughs> man thing. Hey, Return of the Swamp Thing was a really good film with Heather Locklear when it came out. We used to play it on Channel 5 all the time back in the day. I don't yeah. remember that or not. I think I remember that, but I also got it confused with Toxic Avenger because they both have similar faces. Oh, fuck that. Yeah. They're kind of melty green faces. <laughs> um, we got a lot to talk about today, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, let's get to it. Uh, just some quick news for you guys out there in the Kegosphere. I just made that up. That's cool, right? I dig it, the Kegosphere. The That's the name of your blog. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and the picture, it's you doing this. <laughs> the audience cannot see. Oh, so it's uh, Dimitri with uh, his uh, left hand like down and his right hand up and his head stuck to the left and he's just looking like, what's going on? <laughs> Do it in the picture that we take for this episode. Oh, yeah, the kick is here. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, so some quick news for you guys. Uh, Lego is releasing a Millennium Falcon Lego set. And, I mean, they've done that before, but here's the thing. This one's going to be $800 because it's a 7,500-piece set to the point where, and this is what I was reading, it's so heavy that they give you a little, like, like wheels in a wagon to take it out yeah, with like, you. Like a dolly. Like a dolly <laughs> out awesome. the store. Yeah. Well, do you know the scale? Like, is it one to one-fifth or one ratio-wise? What? To the real Millennium Falcon? Yeah. It's not going to be one to five. No, I'm just, I was using as an example. <laughs> Jesus. The prayer. <laughs> These are tiny homes. Yeah. <laughs> man, out of Lego. Thank Does you it people. come with the, like, Han Solo and Chewbacca, though? That, that'd be fucked up if it didn't. Like, what? <laughs> if it didn't come with Chewbacca and Han Solo. Oh, yeah. You have to get those separate? <laughs> uh, no, they comes, probably do. It comes right? with Minox. The little oh, things. the little flingy, uh, wingy things? Yeah, that chew on the power cables. Yeah. No way, that's cool. So it's, that's cool. Yeah. That's random. No, I mean, it's all, anything that has to do, because it's a set that's, like, where they can actually all sit, so it can fit all four characters before you can only fit, like, two, mm. barely. Oh, really? Okay. I uh, I bought some Legos the other day, Dude, uh, some yeah. Avengers Legos. It was pretty cool. It was uh, Hawkeye and Thor yeah. in the chase. Um, it was on clearance. I was like, man, mm. I wonder how therapeutic this is. Dude, it's so therapeutic. Is I, it really? Um, I've never done Legos. My, my, oh. my ex-girlfriend and I, we broke up, like, five months ago, and I've been... <laughs> Buying a lot of Legos since then. Wow, uh, it's very, very therapeutic. It's a Not deep only... revelation, man. Thanks. Huh? It's a very deep revelation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I don't know. There's something about it. I mean, it's not only that. Like, I can like buy Legos now. Like, you know, I can do what I want with my money. I can waste it and make a horrible mistake with my life if I need to. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Um, but Legos are a safe choice over drugs or alcohol. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that part's true. Um, but uh, and like, I don't know, just being alone. Like you know what I mean? Oh it's God. like you get to build your Legos. Yeah, being heartbroken sucks, man. Yeah, I feel you. yeah. I've, I've, dude, I got oh. my biggest set that I got recently was the Spider-Man Bridge set. Oh yeah. I don't know if you've seen that. Was that proportionate to how heartbroken you're feeling that day? Yeah. No. No, I bought them on Amazon.com, so it gets delayed. So it was how heartbroken I was a couple days before. <laughs> 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 um, no, uh, the the bridge set though, uh, uh, it comes with. Uh, Spider-Man, Ben Riley, Spider-Woman, which is uh, not Julia Carpenter, but um, the ultimate Spider-Woman. Uh, it comes with Aunt May, Green Goblin, Scorpion, So this is uh, Ben Riley. Craven. Uh, like, is it Scarlet Spider, or is it when he's Spider-Man for a little bit? Or is oh, it yeah. Scarlet Riley? Spider. It's Scarlet oh, Spider. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Craven. 
Yeah. And then I bought another set that has Rhino, um, Rhino, Sandman, Spider-Man, and Iron Spider. Yeah. Like, I've gotten so many new... Are you a big like, Spider-Man like, fan? Um, yes and no. Yes. I mean, de- I'm definitely... The reason, though, the set is is because um, I like to complete the whole sets, so I want every villain, every hero of uh, a specific set. But course. Batman has, like, when the Lego Batman movie came out, they released, like, so many different sets oh, yeah. that I can't keep up with all that. So it's like, I'm not going to com- get all the Batman villains, but Spider-Man, I'm almost... Uh, I'm trying to think of... I think I just got to get the new Vulture set, and I'm and I'm good. That's it cool, comes with man. Vulture and Shocker. It's rewarding when you complete sets like that. Yeah. For me, I do it for comic book runs. It does like a writer, artist team really like. Yeah. If I can collect whatever their run was, like if it's 25 issues or whatever, yeah. and I complete it, it feels really satisfying. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah, there's something about completing it. Uh, I get trade paperbacks, personally, because I can put them in my bookshelf, and I can r- like read the spine. Well, there's you know? a comic book shop I go to where they have all kinds of back issues. Mm-hmm. And so when I go there, cheap. it's therapeutic, actually, for me. Like you guys putting Legos. For me, like roughing through like... Comic books and looking for a specific issue, mm. uh, I get—I don't know—that's such a distracting thing for me. <laughs> There's something yeah. so zen to me um, to organize my bookshelf with my trade paperbacks mm. and to put them in continuity order. Like, yeah, that's the way I organize. Some people do it in order of like publication, uh-huh. but like Robin Year One comes before. Like I do it like for Batman. For me, it's Batman Year One. Um, it was Batman Year One, uh, Dark, uh, uh, Long Halloween, uh, Dark Victory, Robin Year One. You know what I mean? It like yeah. goes in that order because it's uh. continuity-wise. <laughs> I'm the complete opposite. Yeah, I just toss it in the long box. I go, I don't have room for this, and I shove it underneath my bed. Oh no, dude! I have a bookshelf. Um, the worst is the worst is the X Men titles because I love, um, I love X Men. Like, mm-hmm. and so. But um, trying to put X like X Force and X Factor and all that into continuity order, nah, it is the toughest. Well, so you're looking at Wolverine's day planner, <laughs> you know. Well, there was an Seriously. there was an issue that showed like that? Wolverine, like it goes Monday, and he's like fighting with one group. <laughs> Tuesday, there's like different panels for each of his seven days, you know. <laughs> and then like and like I can like Thursday, he's like teaching a class at the institute, right. like you know. Friday, he's like. <laughs> Cutting up ninjas. And, like, yeah, he's literally doing something every day. He is the hardest working man in uh, comics. He seriously is. Well, not anymore, but, you know. Well, there's uh, Old Man Logan now, right? Well, yeah, yeah there's, there's a lot of Wolverines now. So there's Old Man Logan. Uh, Dakin came back. Uh, X-23. X-23. There's Jim Howlett from the Ultimate Universe. Blonde Wolverine. They brought him. Well, because basically what they're doing is um, with X-Men Blue, which is the younger versions of the X-Men that came in the modern time, they needed some sort of uh, Wolverine character. So it used to be X-23. But now she's gone on to do her own stuff, and now they brought in Jim Howlett. So they can have kind of a classic X-Men thing with being fresh and new as well as original. Um, So it's interesting. Anyway, um, yeah, if you guys have 800 bucks to spare, go out and buy that Millennium Falcon. (laughs) <laughs> uh, another. I think that's pretty cool. The uh, Millennium Falcon. Yeah, I yeah. wish I had that. I have, a, I have some friends that loved it. I would just love to buy that for. Yeah, because they dig it so much. It's cool, but you can only have one big toy. I don't know if you ever bought like the USS Flag from GI Joe or any of those like suit like a playset for Ninja Turtles. Yeah, 
And you're like, well, it's just Grayskull Castle and me yeah. in my room alone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can't, you can't have too many big sets because then you have to display mm-hmm. them. Yeah. You know? Um, I was talking to Steve Biggs, who's a, a, a frequent guest on the show, and uh, he moved to a new place. And, His like, name is Steve Biggs? You know, do you know Steve Biggs? No. no. Oh, you're just laughing at his is name. Is he a fictional character? No. Yeah, he's my imaginary friend. No, is he, Steve... a, is he a high school bully? No. He, uh, <laughs> you don't know Mr. Biggs? I'm sorry. He, uh, he, no, he was, my, uh, he was my theater professor in, in college, and then now he's like a friend. <laughs> this is such a weird thing to laugh he, at. He's on the show. I'll, I'll schedule you for I'll schedule you so you can make fun of him to his face for his name. Steve Biggs, I don't know you. I'm not trying to be a jerk. I just give <laughs> a funny name. Two is it what? Is it two syllables? Steve Biggs? Yeah. I mean it's one syllable, one syllable. Oh man. I'm sorry. Um, I, mean, I apologize, Steve Biggs. <laughs> He'll Don't have beat me up for my lunch break. <laughs> I feel like you like made like a comic <laughs> or a script. And you're like, what's what's like a generic name for like a boss? Steve Biggs. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to insult the guy. It's yeah. cool. I don't. I mean, I'm sure he's a great guy. It's he's just... gonna get so mad. <laughs> I'm just joking. No, he'll have a hoot. Is his best friend like Max Power? <laughs> <laughs> I saw it on a hair dryer. Um, <laughs> I feel like they could be either wrest- a wrestling duo or like superheroes or whatnot. Anyway, point being is, what was I getting at? Jesus. Uh, displaying is where you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Steve has a lot of like old retro toys and oh, stuff, cool. but he can't display them all. And so he's just going to like get rid of some. He's going to put them on eBay and do that. It just takes up too much space. I went yeah. to, uh, at the Buna Park Mall, there's a really cool like toy store there. Have you guys been there before? Um. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, when I was a kid, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've only discovered the Bonnet Park Mall maybe like two years ago. Mm. I think it used to be so shitty. Re- was it really? Dude, that sh- used to be the shittiest mall. Brea Mall. I remember Buena Park was closer to me growing up, and then Brea Mall was so much better. And I was like, what? <laughs> well, there's not much for me to when I go there in terms of stuff. There's a used bookstore called Dollar Book for. That's where I go. Mm-hmm. But I was like by this like uh, collectible store, and they had a huge Millennium Falcon. Like it was just gigantic. That's the original one. The new one's going to be even bigger. Really? Yeah. yeah. And then they had the, um, whatever, those scavengers from episode three, the ones that the ones that pick up uh, R2-D2 and C-3PO. They're big. Oh, in episode four? The Sorry, Jawas? Episode four, yeah. No, oh, this with the sand crawler. Yeah, oh, they had Jawas. that. They the had Ugnots. that on display. Like four, seven, six. <laughs> like, what episode are we talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the sand crawler right there on display. Yeah. It was pretty cool. It's a cool store if you're into toys and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. They had a bunch of cool stuff. Comics weren't that great, but they yeah. had a bunch of cool ones. <laughs> um, yeah, so there's huge sets, like the Death Star set. Like, So if you have this $800 to spare, go out and buy it and let us know what you think and take a picture and then give it to me. Um, oh, and make a YouTube video. Yeah. Uh, cool. Moving on, another piece of uh, cool news is, uh, well, obviously Spider-Man Homecoming did really well in theaters. And uh, the writing team is going to return for the sequel, Chris McKenna and Eric Summers. Um there's not much to talk about there other than it's really nice that the studio is trusting them to hit them another home run, yeah. right? Let's not get rid of someone. Like, don't get rid of our golden goose, right? Um, well, I, I think what's cool about that is, you know, I don't know if everyone's completely healed from those Andrew Garfield Spider-Man movies. So it's kind of like they had this amazing movie that came out that yeah. everyone loved, and it's like, well... You know, let's not be too risky with it. Let's just let's take a safe course that everyone can love and agree on. Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. Mm-hmm. Um, they are doing a Teen Titans show. I'm not sure if we've talked about it on the on this show. Uh, they are doing a Teen Titans TV show, and uh, which they've always been saying they were going to do. And so you take it with a grain of salt. But now they've they've been casting. Uh, they casted. Uh, uh, they're casting actually what's age appropriate, which is n- nice. Mm. They cast a, a young girl, Tegan Croft, as Raven. They cast um, a girl. She's on. Tr- she was on Twenty Four Legacy. Uh, Anna Diop um, as Starfire, and we'll, I'll get to her in a in a quick second because there's something interesting uh, that might be worth ranting about just for a split second. Um, the biggest name so far is Brenton Thwaites. He was in is he the British. He's Australian. He was in the Pirates of the Caribbean movie recently. He was Will Turner's son. It was that kid. He's going to be playing Nightwing. Okay. And uh, Dick Grayson. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And uh, uh, people are like, okay, okay, we can we can dig that. Uh, other people are like, well, we got to see his butt first because uh, recent canon in in the DC universe is that Dick Grayson has an amazing butt. Like just just something that's happened like <laughs> that's they yeah um and he has a recognizably good butt because uh there's a, i can contest to that while he was while know, he was he probably has you know? he was an agent of spiral i think yeah um uh, midnighter um who is on the authority yeah. who's gay apollo's oh. uh, apollo's husband he noticed like dick grace like dick grayson was in disguise but he noticed his butt <laughs> so no fingerprints, yeah, no it's dental just, records. No, it's just a butt. I forget that Midnighter is part of the DC universe. I totally forget yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Wildstorm all. Yeah, yeah. Wildstorm got brought in. That's um, awesome. Well, Gen- and him and Apollo are analogs for a gay Superman and gay Batman. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, but they're hardcore. Oh, like yeah. they're just like, dude. I remember reading Authority when I was younger. <laughs> We're talking like Midnighter will take a staff to someone's head and okay. split their skull in half. <laughs> That's what I was hoping you meant by hardcore. Hard, oh, uh, yeah. oh, they <laughs> also have hardcore sex. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is this a Garth Ennis book? What the hell? <laughs> yeah, Authority, yeah, well, yeah. Wasn't it? It was no, Garth no, no, Ennis, no, no, right? no, no. Warren no, Ellis Warren. created oh, yeah. it from, I think, like Stormwatch. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, he took those characters and he made the Authority. And I think, uh, what's his name? The guy that did the, the Ultimate. Mark Miller. No, 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 the artist. What's his name? Oh, Brian Hitch. Yeah, so the first one was Warren Ellis, Brian Hitch. Yeah. Then it was Mark Millar and Frank Quitely. Mm. And then it just kind of lost its fucking yeah. direction. That's what sucks about that yeah. book. Yeah. I like Jenny. Jenny Sparks, Jenny Quantum. Yeah. Oh, the dip- yeah. Different Jennies for each century. Mm-hmm. Um, but, uh, and then there's Jack Hawksmore, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, that guy's awesome. The King of Cities. Yeah. 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 Which is so, it, it, it just, just quickly to talk, just authority, the, they really went like left field with their like power set. Yeah, this guy talks to cities and can like merge himself into cities. The bigger the city, the power more powerful he is. Like what? I drive yeah. for Uber. That makes complete sense. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, every okay, we got him town, here. Yeah, yeah, we got we got Paul Lau here, uh, <laughs> no. just specifically for this. No, like Huntington Beach is way different than like Redondo or Manhattan. Well, How is Redondo Beach? <laughs> it's it's, it's doing there. good. Uh, I'll tell him he called. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, it's like quaint, but like you know, uh, pretty rich. Um, there's no <laughs> yachts. I don't know. It's yeah, not like a laguna. <laughs> Are all the beach cities just like rich preppy kids from like a high school show? No, there's like Nazis on one beach. Huntington, right? Uh, well, okay, sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. Uh, pfft, I brought it up, and now I can't think of okay. like Santa Monica is like probably the most touristy, but Venice actually has all those like athletes, you know, mm. trying to show off. Oh, okay. And, like, and American History X took place a little bit in Venice Beach. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. How's that? So Nazis are there. Yeah. Um, yeah, fucking Nazis. Uh, but bringing it back to Teen Titans, though, yeah. uh, Brenton, <laughs> Brenton Thwaites is the biggest name so far. Uh-huh. Uh, he's a Nightwing now. Uh, but what I wanted to talk about Anna Diop is Anna is uh, is African American. Hell yeah. And I actually always thought that like I like I could see Starfire being being like okay. Just a little thing about what like when they cast um, characters that are like off color aliens. Yeah. Right, and then they or like okay, for example, okay, Beast Boy. Beast Boy has green skin. When he was depowered in a Teen Titans run, he's suddenly a blue-eyed, blonde-haired boy. He could have been anything what? underneath the green skin, right? Yeah. Naturally, but they chose to make him a blonde-haired, blue-eyed boy. Which okay, I guess, but oh, it just. Well. But the point being is, Starfire. At least they hired. Uh, they went a little. They didn't just be like, eh, let's just slap the makeup his origin on. Origin story though. When he was like in Africa as a little kid. Yeah, he was a kid. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but we don't know what his ethnicity was. Sure. Is what I'm saying. Sure. Uh, he wasn't born with green skin, though. But, um, Doom Patrol. Um, so Anna He's Diop is African American, and oh. people online, some people are like, okay, cool. And then other people are like upset that she's black. Of course they are. But Starfire is orange. What the fuck does it matter? And also, you don't need a white girl to play an orange character. Also, Gamora. <clears throat> I mean, yeah. 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 <laughs> so. I don't know why you would find outrage in that. Yeah, I don't. See. I think, I think it basically comes down to they just don't want black actors. Because at that point, what's the point? Yeah, you, you know, know what I mean. I'm you don't want black actors in your superhero movies. This is really hard to empathy challenge, like trying to understand that point of view. Yeah, it is hard to understand because you're like, you won't I, accept them for anything. They should be villains or they should be gangbangers, and that's I that, right. See, like I don't or see what the big deal that is. Don't matter. Well, I mean, she's an orange alien from who knows where. Uh, Tamar- uh, Tamarind. Oh, Tamarind. Some people know where. <laughs> you yeah. make like, the fruit that you make. Tamarind? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, Algo Fresca, the galaxy. <laughs> well, they should have got a Mexican actress. <laughs> I mean, she's orange. It could be a Trump. Who knows? Yeah. But, uh. um, so, I don't know. People will get upset over... Well, I would like to say people will get upset over everything. But no, I think there's a trend to uh, getting upset over you know what's funny this colored actor this brings me up that, uh, there was an SNL cast member named Ellen Cleghorn I don't know if you guys remember her or not she was in the early 90s she was the only African American mm. on the cast African American yeah. on the cast and it was for years that was kind of the issue of SNL it's like yeah. you never have a black woman on there she was the only black cast member until like Maya Rudolph I think yeah. and yeah. before her there and was only like one well, anyways and Maya's half yeah um, well she said this one thing where she said she said, it was, those writers couldn't write for me because their culture was comic books and sci-fi and shit, and they could not empathize with me, and they could not relate to me. And I didn't have an interest in comic books, so they would never write anything good for me. So I'm wondering if the white guys that are feeling about this, if they feel like their culture is being attacked or being usurped or I something like that. I thought the SNL was like a lot of... Um Prep, preppy, like Princeton, Harvard, Yale. Yeah, National. But those guys still love comic books, so. But I don't know whether it's own, like it's just comic books, pop culture. Like they do a wide variety. I wish they did more comic book stuff. They don't. It's a wide variety of pop culture well, stuff. Th- that being said, I think what it is is pop culture revolves around. Um, ooh, this is. You gotta uh, say it, man. Pop culture revolves around uh, white culture. 
Oh, hell yeah. It's because white culture does. is mainstream culture and pop culture is pop popular mainstream well, culture, right? Let's talk about us right now. We're all brown guys in here, right? But I'm sure if we talk to other people <laughs> from our demographics or something like that, if you told them we liked comic books and stuff like that, they might be like, you like comic books? You're uh, whitewashed. No. I don't consider comic books white. Uh, I don't know. I, I've been... I've, I'm I mean, geek culture maybe because... <clears throat> but geek culture... I don't know. It's weird. It's this weird thing. I don't know. Well, my vernacular is a direct uh, result from comic books, but uh, Asians or Cambodians specifically back then were like, you don't have a broken fob accent and or you're not like um, absorbing our gang culture. Mm. So now you're an elitist and you've been whitewashed in conformity. And I'm just like, uh, it's yeah. I mean, Dan, that was a good, that's a good explanation. That's not indicative of like why I chose comics. Yeah. But Com- comics, I mean, com- it's comics <clears throat> comes down to being a, like, there's the outsider quality of being a nerd and wishing you had powers or right. Like yeah, there's true, there's yeah. things having things you you don't even have to be a nerd. It's having things you can't control and wishing you controlled it. Yeah, right. You right. could control that path um, and you had some sort of autonomy there. Um, I mean, there's a lot more to it than that. And wow. Where race meets, I mean, that that's an hour and a half, at <laughs> least, of just talking about just that topic. Sure. Um, well, which I would love to fucking do, but... I mean, it's hard to not bring their race into question if they're the ones who are disagreeing with the casting of this, of yeah. this, of this person. Um, I, well, I, I just think that they don't want to... Like, I think it's... Um, when they grow up with these characters, they just assume they're all white. And... True um, that, yeah. And that... But, but here's the thing. It's the... It's... There's a lot of layers to it. It's like the fact that we have a majority of white actors out there playing multitude of roles. So we only get the white actors in these roles, and then you expect the only the white actors in these roles. Or white writers, right? Or, or whatnot. So, I mean, male writers, let's just say. You know, even then. Uh, not writing for females. So yeah. it's a lot of layers to it. But the point being is, uh, if you're out there and complaining that a black actress is going to be playing an orange-skinned alien, shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah, and she and has. explore your own racism at that. Yeah, at that claim. Yeah, like, take a what, look inward. Why does that bother you? You know. <laughs> yeah. Um, justice. <laughs> yeah. Deep can, commentary. Can, no, I mean, we could. Uh, I can go forever, and we can. Can we get the white perspective real quick, just so that the representative? I know, huh? um, Steve Biggs, where are you at? No, Steve's Steve Biggs <laughs> is an ally. It's not a. Even though you <laughs> Steve Biggs is a very white name. I know. But. I like how you summon Steve Biggs. Steve Biggs, assemble. Uh, he's gonna he's gonna love listening to this. Uh, no, Sorry, but Steve, Biggs. Steve Biggs is an ally, so it's I'm not, sure you are yeah, an ally. Yeah. Um, I think it's cool that you brought that out, though, because I think as as Hollywood tries to get more diverse and tries to include more voices, this is probably something that's going to become a more and more prevalent issue of these fans that you know have this kind of like. I don't know, this view of their characters that they don't want to lose. Yeah. And they're going to challenge and challenge. And yeah. it's going to cause awkwardness and tension. Um, yeah, and I mean, we will get to uh, a little bit of whitewashing uh, at the end of this episode. So, uh, so that was whitewashing. We'll, we'll, cir- we'll circle around back to it. Um, <laughs> whitewashing part one, guys. Stick around <laughs> for part two. Uh, Justice League Dark, which has been in development for so long, 10, 15 years. <laughs> like, it, like, since Guillermo del Toro like started doing Hellboy, it's like... And after Hellboy 2 is when people were like, Justice League Dark, Justice League Dark. And, like, I mean, Guillermo del Toro is so, like, he's all over the place. Like, he did Pacific Rim, and he can't even do Pacific Rim 2. Point being is, Mm. the Justice League Dark script 
has brought on Gerard jo- Johnstone to polish the script, which makes me seem makes it seem like they still have hope that mm-hmm. that it'll get done. Uh, that's I thought it's interesting. Also, what's interesting? Last time we talked about having multiple Joker movies all out of continuity with each other. That's what they're planning on. Uh, rumor has it Leonardo DiCaprio <laughs> uh, is in talks to play the Joker, and uh, also another rumor has it is that. Uh, um, Jared Leto is very upset that they're going to be casting more Jokers. Um, and, I mean, I don't know how you guys feel, but I would be upset, too, because it'd be was like... Was he a bad Joker? I didn't see his suicide squad. For me, I thought he was just a gangster. He was like a gangster trope, and then he just had the white face in the tattoos The fans had the better story with him being... Um, J- uh, Jason, Todd. Jason Todd. I don't like that. You don't like that? With I think it messes with continuity too much. Hitting his teeth, and then the reason that we have a Batman with a Joker suit that's spray painted. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I okay, fine. To me, it's better than what we got. Uh, yeah. My um, my fan theory when his, his face was revealed, right, was that his tattoos weren't real. Um, that he drew them on, and that you could take them off. You don't. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he can reinvent himself. He can do whatever he wants. I can just imagine, like, let the Joker have some fun. What if the Joker is more theatrical and he, like, had a different costume for every couple years? He just ch- kind of changed his... Well, in the comics, in the continuity, Grant Morrison has written that that the Joker changes his his uh, way of doing things every so aren't, often. Aren't there, like, three Jokers in the entire... Yeah, but they haven't explained it yet. Okay, well, and then also, too, like, in uh, New 52, I think was, like, my favorite out of the Batman, or out of the comics, mm-hmm. like, you got him with that orange um, jumpsuit with his face uh, cut, stap- off. Yeah, cut yeah. off and stapled to his own face, um, and then we have, like, previous times, like, yeah. the Killing Joke, where he's yeah. on vacay. And those are all, like, roughly the same, it's just this weird-ass Joker guy, you know? Oh, and then you saw the new Joker, right, with the Robins? Oh, and- well, that has to do with DC Metal, which... Yeah. Um, uh, we'll be getting um, uh, local comic book owner Enrique Munoz uh, to come in and uh, talk about comics sometime soon. So, but yeah, DC is doing DC Metal recently, and so multiverse of different dark, almost hellish, demonic Batman as other superheroes. It's so weird. I don't know where they're going with this, but <laughs> that uh, well, that's what it is. Sorry. Yeah, it's a multiverse. So it's there's like a Joker looking Batman that has a bunch of demon Robins on chain, like on leashes. It's each aspect of the Robin's like controversy. So there's one humping his leg. There's one that's what? like, yeah. So I don't know how dark they're gonna go with it, uh, but we'll okay. see. Um, <laughs> wow, they're just <laughs> running out of story. N- well, supposedly no. Supposedly it has like a bigger purpose. That's what I heard. Um, oh, okay. I don't know. I'm not a big DC guy, so yeah. I'm out of the loop. Um, I mean, I'm I'm both DC and Marvel. DC needs to win me back, though. Yeah. Um, speaking about DC, uh, there's a lawsuit uh, right now going on between DC and Hasbro. Hasbro made the lawsuit. Basically, they're saying that the name Bumblebee can only be used by them. So, as you guys know, or may not know, uh, there's a Transformer named Bumblebee that everybody has seen on, on TV. It's the yellow one. In the movies. Well, let's be honest. He's like, he's like one of the. He's like no, he's the number two transformer. Yeah, that's true. Like it's yeah. hard to ignore him. He's not. Yeah. Another transformer. Oh, that guy Slag. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the Dinobot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> oh, Slag. Uh, that's a cool well, name. The, wait, wait. Uh, the sorry, real quick. The yeah. DC comic character is a t- is a girl, African American, uh, Teen Titan girl named Bumblebee. She has roughly the same power set as the Wasp over in Marvel. 
Um, but where are you saying? Oh, was there any connection? Sorry, real quick. Uh, any connection to Hive for for, for Bumblebee? Bumblebee? Um, other than Teen Titans fought the fought okay, Hive. Okay, okay. Other than that, like I don't, I don't, I don't know. Okay. Um, well, all I know is that like Bumblebee from Teen Titans came first. And how do you trademark a literal animal name? You can't. Well, okay. I mean, I was just gonna say uh, Bumblebee is actually like the main character in the current like Prime Transformers Prime. Yeah. Um, and this really echoes the whole Captain Marvel Shazam. I was thinking about that you know? over here, yeah. And then the very original uh, Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel. Captain mm-hmm. Marvel, like uh, Billy Batson, Captain Marvel. No, no, like even before that, when it was like a cosmic suit, um, before action. Well, comics. first DC Comics had uh, Captain Marvel. Yes. No, no, yeah. no, no, no. Captain Marvel was not owned by DC Comics. Captain it was Marvel- Fawcett. Yeah, Captain Marvel was yeah. like a ripoff of Superman. But yeah, it was Fawcett Comics. But the point being is oh. that was the first Captain Marvel. Okay. It was Fawcett Comics, and the Fawcett Comics got bought by DC. Oh, and I think Marvel made Captain Marvel because they owned the name Marvel, yeah. correct? Yeah. Yes, but for they... a long time, they both coexisted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and then, But then there's been multiple Captain Marvels in Marvel. But now, because of the movie, now Captain Marvel from DC has decided to back away from the name and be called Shazam. I don't think there was a lawsuit involved. I think they just decided to back away from from it slowly. Right. I don't see the grounds for the case for Bumblebee. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's... Ugh. And what's interesting also... I know, it's like if there's like a hero called, like, Pi. <laughs> it's like, it, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a word that... Yeah. It's in the lexicon, right? Yeah. It's not, any, it's not like magical Bumblebee. Yeah. It's just, there's an there's actual Bumblebees out there as well. Yeah, here's the thing. Can you trademark the name Robin? Is Robin trademarked? I don't know. I don't see the little TM on top of it in yeah. books. I don't know. Like, it's Robin's an, a bird. And why like, would a bat have a Robin as a sidekick? <laughs> it's you know the answer. Well, actually, originally it was supposed to be Robin. Like, uh, it's Robin Hood inspired. Originally, Robin it was not Bird Robin inspired. It was inspired by Robin Hood. And then why would Robin Hood be Batman sidekick? I'm just like, what the? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> um, but what what, I, what what I'm trying to say though, so is, Little John the Rapper was inspired also. <laughs> By little, <laughs> there's Fire Tuck. Uh, uh, well, no, no, Fire Tucks, the tuxedo shot, the one on Catella. Well, there's multiple ones, but yeah, uh, Nip Tuck is inspired by Fire Tuck. As yeah, well, yeah, so. yeah. There we go. Uh, I heard Nip Tuck is. A, yeah, yeah, yeah. Nip Tuck is, was like part of the Ultimate Robin Hood universe. Chris Tucker's real name. Is. <laughs> okay, all right. So uh, I think this is a big deal though for DC Comics because Bumblebee is one of their young female uh, black characters uh, and they don't have too many. For Is exa- DC lagging behind in the like diversity? Like, yes push? and no. They don't have, because they, all their iconic characters were created back in the 40s and 50s and even 60s. Uh, they, because they were earlier to the game, their iconic characters aren't colored. Yeah. And their iconic characters aren't female. Whereas Marvel started in the 60s and was able to create more iconic characters that were diverse. Power Man. It's about iconic characters. Not that, like, DC has a lot of a lot of minority characters. They just aren't as iconic. They're not the A-listers. Yeah. Uh, John Stewart's pretty iconic, but he is, like, the third. Well, he, I can, yeah, he's, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's the third ever Green Lantern. Yeah. yeah. He's, he's, yeah. Um... But because uh, basically DC is trying to, um, they have their DC superhero girls line of like clothing and merchandise and toys and cartoon uh, and cartoon, and uh, Bumblebee is one of one of, if not the only, black female girl in the 
in the sh- in the line. Katana is the only Asian girl in the line, and then the rest are the classic DC characters that are white females. Oh, like uh, Black Canary and stuff. Yeah, and uh, Poison Ivy, who's <laughs> a good, white canary. Poison Ivy, Harley Quinn, Batgirl, Wonder Woman. You know, so. Um, I think it's a frivolous lawsuit, and I I yeah. think it should they could both coexist because no one's going to be confusing this big hulking yellow robot with this uh, black girl. You who, know what I say? Wings. They go to the lawsuit because it brings more attention to DC's lack of diverse characters, iconic diverse characters. Well, yeah, that's right. I, I mean, still stick by that. I, DC has minority characters. Icon they and just, Rocket. Um, well, Icon and Rocket are actually yeah. That's tough too, because that's milestone originally. I, I know. <laughs> it's weird. Anyway, I brought it up. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole nother thing. Um, so that lawsuit, we need to figure that. They need to figure that out. We need yeah. to figure that out. Well, there's think, us here right now. Well, I mean, so I'm not a DC fan, so I can't think of any like uh, characters of color in the DC universe that I can't even off the top of my head. Yeah, I think. Have Mr. you played Injustice? I think Mr. Miracle was recently recast. They did, did like a Batman Beyond like comic book. Where Mr. Miracle was like the main villain, I think, like the main, well, okay, like one of the main guys. It, he's not a villain. He's he's still a, a, a hero. The, but he was African American though, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, this is for a Batman. Like, yeah, yeah. I forget what it was. But it Mr. wasn't Mar- Batman Beyond. It was um but Mr. during Miracle Final like, Crisis time. Yeah, Mr. Miracle was originally a white guy though, right? It, it was, yeah, he was scot free, and then they redid him not as scot free, being black, but there was a new Mr. Miracle, and now they brought back scot free. But the the new one that was pre fifty two. Yeah. Um, so what, yeah, what, you're right. What I'm trying to say is, someone who's not a DC guy. Yeah. And I'll never be a DC guy. Just yeah, it's, it's on record. Jeez. <laughs> uh, I, I I just say I, I can't think of any big characters who are of color. Maybe Steel. Uh, Amanda was... Waller is probably the most iconic because yeah. when she came out, she wasn't a uh, slut fire like like sexy. She was just a strong. <laughs> Opinionated. No, she's the best character. She's like the Nick Fury analog. Yeah, for yeah. Like and I, yeah, I like big because she's literally her nickname is the Wall. Yep, Amanda the Wall Waller. She's a big African American woman. Like, let her be. Let that she. That's her. Yeah. But then they've skinnied her down recently. Have they? Yeah. Well, so I can't think of any other big characters. So we got Steel, Mr. Miracle, Amanda Waller. Well, have you played Injustice? <sighs> I think I watched like a. Have YouTube you heard of Blue video. Beetle? Is Blue Beetle black now too? No, no, no. Blue Beetle's uh, Jaime Reyes. Oh yes, he's yeah. like a new one, right? I saw that in the Batman Brave and Bold uh, TV show. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, so Jaime Reyes is 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 one of the the front runners as far as like you know like minority characters in DC. Static Shock. Uh, black Lightning. I would I would have yeah, to say good. though that they bring in the diversity in Teen Titans and the younger heroes. Cyborg. Um, yeah. That is Cy- oh, oh, Cyborg guy. Booyah! Yeah. Finally, thank well, you. Well, but that's, that's the problem. One. Cyborg to me has always been a Teen Titans character um, and now they've like decided to bring him into the Justice League so the Justice League can have a black character. Well, but it's like there are other black characters. John Stewart, Green Lantern. If you ever watch Justice League, the cartoon. Oh, yeah, of course. I like John Stewart better than Hal Jordan. Hal Jordan is... is he's a, like, I don't like him as the Messiah character. He's not a Messiah. He's just... He's a cocky, brash, like... Um, Nathan Fillion type guy. Right. John Stewart to me is like smart Idris Elba. You know what I mean? Yeah. Idris Elba is John Stewart with Lantern. But like he and has to be. Heimdall? That's where like That'd Tyrese cool. Gibson does not. He, I do not want him as John Stewart because <laughs> he awful. he has never played a smart character before. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. True that he's always playing like angry guys. Yeah. Or like comic relief or like characters. streetwise. Bring the but brain. But it's like but yeah. John. <laughs> 
uh, John Stewart is is smart. He's legit. He's like the smartest of the human Green Lanterns. Okay. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's so, like part of his character. I mean, he's he's dubbed the soldier and the architect. Right? Yeah. Dude, uh, what's cool is like over time they've talked about how each Green Lantern creates their constructs, what kind of constructs they do. Yeah. And they say that John Stewart creates each individual piece. And it forms together. Yeah. And that's just oh. the way his mind works. Mechanical. Um, like when he creates a sniper rifle and it like goes like, it goes like, uh, like a solar system's length. Uh, like he shoots, he snipes um, Bedovian in yep. the Sinestro Core War. Um, uh, he creates each piece of the sniper as it like comes in. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Uh, Kyle Rayner, on the other hand, creates big cartoonish mm-hmm. manga inspired. Uh, things because he's an artist. He's a comic artist. Um, Guy Gardner. Guy Gardner is not as imaginative. No. <laughs> Guy Gardner because he's a he's a dumb brute. But that but that's fine because he yeah. he'll create big spike gloves and punch someone. You yeah. know. He's a bruiser for sure. Yeah, he's a bruiser. And then Hal Jordan is like, eh. he's so. I mean, he's vanilla. He is vanilla. Alan Scott's the original original, but he's not technically. Americans yeah. love vanilla. But that's like it. Jay Garrick is the original Flash. Sure. But Barry Allen is the iconic Flash. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, uh, moving on past there, uh... So, lawsuit, yay or nay? As in, what? Oh, Bumblebee. Bumblebee lawsuit. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, should it go forward or not? Uh, yeah, go forward, but I don't want DC to lose the rights to Bumblebee just because Transformers made a billion dollars in the theaters. You know what I mean? And also, is DC going to stand up for their African-American female hero? I think, actually, because it might be one of the only ones. They're going to have to. Maybe, yeah. What's her name? She can do animal powers? Vixen. Vixen. Ooh, I love Vixen. Like, I legitimately love Vixen. Justice League Unlimited? (laughs) She's a supermodel, by the way, too. And she dated Jon Stewart. In in Justice League, (laughs) In Justice League. I I know. They could have given her, like, a better name. Well, but Vixen is animal-related. Um, right? I'm sorry, but I think Vixen's kind of a sexualized name as well, though. I think yeah. if you said Vixen to someone, then I'll What about Con- with... Comet and Cupid and Donner and Blitzen? Vixen. When I think of Vixen, I think of like a Playboy pinup. Yeah, 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 I know. But yeah. she's also a model, so she's super hot. Anyway. <laughs> Is um, that a part of her powers as well? What, being super hot? Yeah. Is Batman being rich part of his powers? <laughs> <laughs> that's true, yeah. But I mean, like, how does being super hot help you out, like, in a fight? It doesn't. It's just, that's her, that's her alter ego. <laughs> You know, let's talk about sexualized. It's just inherent in comic books. No, no, of course. Yes. Yeah, yeah, you're right. A lot of these female characters are overly sexualized. And, you know, when you're a kid, you don't question that. But now you're like, oh, man. Well, I mean, look at wrestling, um, just wrestling in general. Oh, yeah. They're always I mean, they dress like, you know, they're like have like a pillow fight and stuff. Yeah. Is her name Allie Mae? The two grannies on wrestling. Oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget what May Young. May Young. Yeah, the May Young Classic. I think that just was recently released on the WWE Network. Mm. I think there's a big tournament for uh, women wrestlers. Mm. Um, yeah, I forget the other one. Um, yeah. Uh, do you guys watch? Do you guys watch Rebels? No, I'm sorry, man. I don't watch a lot of like <laughs> Star Wars TV. Do stuff. you guys watch a lot of TV or no? Because I, mean, I watch a lot of TV. Well, how do you watch TV? With my eyes. No, like what's Boom. your like what's your schedule? Do you like do you try to keep up I on TV like it, and then like, I watch it when I can. Oh, like, you actually watch like old school traditional TV. You don't yeah, just yeah. binge. Oh, okay. Like the rest of yeah, yeah, yeah. I watch network TV. So do you watch? Do you make like on Mondays or Tuesdays? Right, and today I'm going to catch up on all these shows I love. Is I don't. That how you do it? Um, 
No, no, no. Uh, well, okay. It's normally like two series a day, um, right? So it's two episodes. So at the most, it'll be two hours, and at least it'll be an hour, right? Because yeah. it's a half hour or an hour. Um, but it depends on the day, and um, sometimes I can wait for an, like a later day to watch it, depending. There's like a stratification to my TV shows. I like to watch Flash and Arrow on time, either that day or like... To stay on top of continuity. To stay on top. Legends of Tomorrow, I can wait a couple days for it, but I like to keep up with it. Oh, which one? Is that the one with... The time-traveling one? It's the same universe as them. Hmm. Um, But, like, there's, like, other shows that I might wait, like, a couple weeks and watch them back-to-back-to-back. So, like, three episodes at a time on a weekend. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, That type of thing. Walking Dead, I try to watch it the day of. That sort of thing. So, uh, I try to do what I can. Uh, But Rebels... um, Rebels, I've watched on and off, and I've lately gotten back into it. And it started off very kid, like it was very kiddy. And they acknowledged that, and they, I think, like bumped forward a little bit in time, and they aged the character a little bit. And they made it more like a spiritual successor to Clone Wars, because mm-hmm. uh, I loved Clone Wars. Um, and uh, they brought back Ahsoka. Um, from Clone Wars to be on the on the show, and they just released the trailer for Rebels. So uh, if you guys want to see the trailer, you can either look it up online, or easy enough, you can just go to Keeg's Facebook page and watch it there. Um, it's pretty epic. It's like a pretty epic trailer with a lot of dogfights, and it's interesting because people do die in the dogfights, and like they treat it like that. And you know the little I mean? the literal wolves in the trailer too. Oh, yeah. Actual dogs. Oh, yeah. Do you know what that's about? I don't know. Oh, okay. I don't know what that's about, yeah. Huh. Um, and so there. this is the final season for Rebels. And How I'm long has be, it been on? This is the fourth season? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm going to be sad cool. to see it go because they're exploring this like era between episodes three and four, but they still haven't gotten close to Rogue One. And if you if you guys have seen Rogue One, they, they call for a um, General Syndulla. Uh, which is one of the characters in in Rebels. Oh, wow. Yeah. And supposedly you can see the ghost, which is their ship, in the hangar in Rogue One. Is Admiral Thrawn on Rebels? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, which was cool. Yeah. Um, I mean, I th- I'm used to him coming around after episode six, because yeah. that's how he was in the books. Mm-hmm. But with this new universe, you know, it's anything. It, it's anything goes. It's ultimate. It's ultimate Star Wars now. Well, you get closure with Darth Maul versus uh, Obi Wan. Yeah, um, you do really in Rebels. Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, well, That's in awesome. Clone Wars, did you watch Clone Wars? I didn't watch. I didn't so watch basically, Darth Maul's hate is so strong that even being cut in half, he still has a little bit of life left to live, and he gets put. He gets saved and put together with the big spider legs. Yeah, Lieutenant oh. Dan style. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> then he fights Obi-Wan again, and he loses, and then later he gets regular legs, and in this last season of Rebels, Obi-Wan is now um, on Tatooine as just a hermit, yeah. and Darth Maul comes to kill him. Oh, wow. And... Um, That'd be a cool well, I mean, do you movie. Want me to, do you want me to spoil it? I mean, spoil just, it. Old Ben Kenobi, let's see it. Yeah, yeah well, basically... Uh, you know how like the whole episode one fight was long and involved? Yeah. Um, Darth Maul didn't learn much from since then. And <laughs> He's Obi- been cut in half. Obi-Wan literally takes him down. He's like, we don't have to do this. And they talk for a little bit. And like, and Darth Maul is just kind of like, this is it, you know? Yeah, this is all I got. Uh, and then Obi-Wan 
kills him with like one move. Are you serious? That's pretty badass. Because Obi Wan's that much more powerful now. Well, Obi Wan's a fucking because he's grown a lot since Episode One. You know, I mean, him killing Darth Maul was just the beginning of him being a badass. Yeah, yeah, and so. Uh, I, 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 I have a secret crush on Obi Wan. I always liked. I know those movies. People have mixed opinions. I know majority of people hate him. Yeah. I know a lot of Lincoln kids love him. But for me, I don't know. I, I like you and McGregor. But Obi Wan was such a badass character. I don't know. He was so more powerful than like in Episode Four. Of course, he's an old man by then. Yeah. But he's such a badass in Episodes Two and Three. It's like who, who the fuck yeah. is this guy? It really explores that whole Zen warrior kind of thing that they draw upon. Where when he's fighting Vader, he's just like, "All right, they're gone, peace, <laughs> one with the Force." I think he, I think he purposely died, right? Oh, absolutely. He purposely died right then and there, and it, you know, he was like, "It's my time, and this will bring Luke, and I can be with Luke." I personally, I don't know whether it's been proven. My old con- my old fan theory was that to become a Force ghost, you can't just die suddenly. Like if somebody you're just walking down the street and suddenly some like somebody cuts you in half, like you can't become a Ghost, you have to focus in time of death. So then Obi Wan, uh, I don't know whether that's oh. canon. I thought he just haunted him because he gave him a bullshit answer about his dad <laughs> from a certain point of view. That's such a cop out. <laughs> you can say that about anything. Yeah. That's how flat earthers debate. <laughs> Freaking big baby. Um, we gotta we gotta move on because I want to get to this last topic that is real meat. It's the dun, real big dun, meat and potatoes. Dun. Um, did you guys read Secret Empire? This guy. All right. I, I read I, Secret Empire. I, I read Secret Empire Zero. Yeah. I read half of Secret Empire One. Yeah. I read that Captain America 17 where it has him on the cover with the green suit. Yeah. And I haven't read the rest of it because okay. there's just so many books. Yeah. yeah I'm going um, to wait it out. It was a, uh, yeah, read it when it's compiled in trade paperback or something. Um, you can spoil it for me though. So yeah. don't worry. That's cool with you, yep, Paul. Yep, 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 yep. Uh, so basically, so the whole thing for those of you out there, basically, uh, Red Skull had the Cosmic Cube, and he did a thing where he rewrote history where Captain America was always a member of Hydra, so like a Nazi, right? And But it's like a Nazi except more like spanning like centuries of time, right? The Hydra was a secret organization. Um, so basically Captain America has been hiding his Hydra allegiance for a long time now, and then he... Hydra takes over the U.S., and that's what Secret Empire is. So a lot of people were upset. It was controversial. I knew there was more to it. I knew yeah. that it's just the C- it's the Cosmic Cube changing him. Like that, that's happened with Falcon before. Like you know, co- like hold your horses. You know. I will say this though, because I am a big Captain America fan. Yeah. It's just I, what happens, to Captain America? I'll read it for like a few years, and then I'll stop. Yeah. The Captain America, the best storylines have always been reflections of our current political times. This one was, yeah. Like so, anything you read for Captain America, basically Captain America. What's what's fun about this is, uh, it's just like, oh wow, people can feel this right now. This Hydra organization, people like, there's people out there who are afraid about the future. They don't know what's going to happen. They wouldn't mind handing over a little bit of freedom if it means like security. Yeah, that's what they comfort. You know, so it's it's really relative to what's going on. It sucks that they made him a fucking Nazi. Yeah. But in terms of reflecting the political climate of the country, I think that's pretty cool. So the story itself, although it's controversial right now, it is true to a great Captain America story. I think that it's a metaphor too. It's like if Captain America is the spirit of America, like what's going on. So basically what ends up happening is you get um throughout the throughout the mini series, throughout the event, 
um, you see this like dream state of this bearded blonde man in this sort of um, uh, purgatory type area with a with a lake, and he's in a forest, and um, he's like fighting for his life there. And what ends up happening is that's the real Steve Rogers. <gasps> And Is it Ultimate Steve Rogers? No, people thought that, but no, no, no. He's a good, oh. he's a good man. Ultimate Steve Rogers was not a good man. Ultimate Steve Rogers was a hardcore man. He was not a good man. Yeah, the slogans like "Do you think this stands for France?" Yeah, a, you know. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. that. I mean, maybe he wasn't a good man. Maybe he was more of a jerk. Maybe he wasn't as like yeah. nice or like yeah. as polite. I liked Ultimate. Steve that was Rogers. Bush. That was Bush era of Captain America. Yeah, Ultimate Captain America. Oh so yeah, Bush, that, I mean Bush that too, reflected yeah. on that Ultimates, mm. you know. Um, but the point being is, in the end, real Captain America comes back because basically the Cosmic Cube has gained sentience and has had for a while as Kobic, this little girl. Um, that's the way it manifests itself, and this little girl is a good person, but she's just been like manipulated. manipulated. Yeah, and so now she brought him back, and so two Captain Americas fight against each other. Oh. <coughs> But here's the thing. This whole time, I thought this was going to be an alternate universe, and they'd have to they'd rewind time a little bit and then like start it over. But that's not the case, which is really weird because normally with comics, you have to deal with the status quo now. You can't deal with the like. You have to be like, what if superheroes were alive now, right? Not what if superheroes were alive now, and we have this whole history of being taken over by another like. Uh, the state, like this fascist group, right. and like, so it's gonna be tough. But this is all in continuity, and that's how it ends. So, but it ends with hope. Yeah, it ha- ends with like the town scrubbing the Nazi graffiti off their walls. It, like, that's great. It's it's um, yeah. but the people who died have died. Black who, Widow has died. Yep, Black Widow dies. Yeah, and, and Rick Jones. Those are the two big Cap? ones. No, oh. she she gets like pretty much like punched with his shield. Oh, right. And her neck breaks. Yeah, that's why. Or is it sending up to make a new Black Widow? I don't know. But so it seems to make sense. Red Room training. Um, <laughs> and so, basically, but it ends with hope, right? And so, yes, it's funny how this was created months before the whole Charlottesville thing, because I think that's been the recent peak of Nazi activity in America. Uh, but uh, it's it's interesting. Well, I mean... All this racial tension and political yeah. tension, it's been building. Oh, no, up. no, it's building. But we're talking about peak of Nazism. Oh, like yeah. Like, right now, is like Charlottesville right now. Who knows? There might be another thing that comes around that's bigger. But, like, it's interesting that, like, this has been months in the making, right? They foresaw this, right? I mean, they foresaw this and felt it. Well, maybe Nick Spencer just kind of had his, like, thumb on the post of, on, on the post of America. Yeah. In a way that maybe the rest of us didn't. In a way, like, he's, like, he had this... I don't know, what do you call it? He had this clairvoyance. Yeah, the zeitgeist. About, yeah, where the country is going, and he was able to make this story that, like, oh, wow. And it's eerie how how Charlottesville happened and this series coming to a close, yeah. you know? Yeah, right. Um, that is, I mean, that's kind of freaky when you think I about mean, it. I mean, the Red Skull basically rebranded, like, fascism by having, like, Captain America. So, I mean, that's direct correlation yeah. with the uh, undercut and the suits and then the very calm polite uh you know fascism uh, yeah fascism yeah. well fat like f- yeah when fascists and dictators take over they they don't say like like everyone's gonna die no, no, no they no. they it's calm polite and we're like hey where the 
Like, again, the Nazis even right now with Charlottesville, hey, 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 we didn't we didn't touch anyone. We didn't do anything. Right. Hey, we're just here to say what we want to say. What about those anti-fascists? Yeah, they're the ones punching everyone. We're the nice guys. And then the guy cries, and he's like, this is not what I wanted. Weird anyway, side yeah. story. It, it reminded me of a guy I once dealt with. Um, um, one of my uh, one of my ex girlfriends from a long time ago uh, was dating a guy who who had uh, many things wrong with him, but I was being hospitable to him because I you know was being an, I guess a nice ex boyfriend right, um, and so he was from out of town and he brought a friend and he and he got really drunk that he started he was in my car and beat up he was beating on his friend who was in the passenger seat from behind. So he was like reached around the, the thing because he, uh, he got mad at him and then his friend was goading him in my own oh, car, right? right? And then the guy starts crying saying like, look what you've made, like you look what you made me do. Yeah. Now Dimitri hates me and he's crying and he's drunk. And um, that reminded me of that Nazi being like, look, like we didn't, we, we didn't come here to do this. Right, he's like crying. He's like, we we were trying to be polite, but look what you made me do. And like, cut to the vice. Well, fuck you, dude. Expo with his guns. Like, yeah, look what you made me do. Yeah. Like, no, you have control over that. Yeah. You know what I mean? That's why there's like that weird mental disparity uh, with um like uh, wife beaters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Look, look what you made yeah, me look do. What we made. I'm not a violent person. This just comes out every so often, and when you when you uh, goad me, right? Right. When you when you, but it's like fuck you, dude. You should have more control over your actions. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is why I want like a Batman that doesn't kill people or beat people. He only does enough, you know. Yeah. So, or most well, superheroes. You're talking is about there like a Batman is gonna is the Ben Affleck Batman gonna kill someone? Well, he already did he already did Batman vs Superman. Yeah. Many many things. Like who did he kill again? Well, did you see the movie? I Anytime did. he grabs the thing and he he purposely causes him to shoot other people. Well, just the chase scene with the LexCorp yeah. security. By the way, they're security. They're not like thugs or anything like that. They well, might weren't be, they? Yeah. But, I mean, come on. <laughs> well, that whole chase scene was weird because he knew where they were going but still put a tracker on. Yes. And then he like obliterated the back of the van but the tracker still st stuck on. It was I so weird. I had to make it look good. <laughs> yeah. It, oh, says Zack Snyder. You know, yeah. I don't know if I remember that. I'm sorry. It's just that movie as I was watching it. I, I dug Ben Affleck as, as Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That that part's not the worst part. No, no. no it's just, I don't know. It's the dialogue. and yeah. some of the I think there was just so many things. I was like, I, mean, I was like, fuck this movie. Though. Yeah. Maybe I just saw that and I was like, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, it didn't process it. Yeah. Why'd they have to do another Batman origin scene? Right. Right. It's just, you know, that, like, doomsday villain looked like a gigantic scrotum that had been, like, shaped. Oh, no, he looked like an orc to me, right? You think so? They have yeah. themselves a cave troll. Or a cave troll. troll, cave troll, yeah. Well, cave trolls must look like <laughs> shaped scrotum. <laughs> <laughs> so, um... But you're right, he did totally blow up that van. I I, I just realized He that, obliterated right? it. He swung cars into, like, gas trucks, you know? He, yeah, he definitely killed people. There but, was, like, no, like... There was no one on set to kind of say, hey, guys, is this really who Batman is? Like, no one was there to pull the reins, I guess, huh? Well, I think it's WB. I've always said that. I think it's a WB thing. Not Zach, not the Zack Snyder. So Zack Snyder say wants WB, to do that stuff. I keep thinking of the 90s <laughs> network. <laughs> yeah. I know you mean Warner Brothers, but yeah. I keep thinking, like... Uh, well, I think it's the Warner Brothers not. execs telling them how to do their own superhero movies. and it's, We want you know, Tim Burton Batman back. No. But darker no. and more Tim, Bar stabby. Tim Burton guy actually... 
killed people. He no, stuck the bomb to the clown, yep. threw the clown down the sewer, and then it blew up. Oh, yeah. Well, he pushed people down the, like, uh, belfry. Oh, yeah, yeah. Joker, too, so. My Batman will always be Val Kilmer in Batman Forever. Mm. My Batman will always be the Timverse. Bruce Tim, animated Ugh. Batman. Did you see Batman and Harley? No, but does that count? I heard it was controversial, right? That it, she she was overly sexualized again, something like that, well, right? There's that, but like she farts so hard that's like a shit your pants sound, and I was like, this is not South Park. Yeah, well, yeah, that's weird. I, I heard oh, like that. it lost the spirit of the original series. Yeah, but like, she, she shimmies and she sings in like a dance number, but the thing is, they went so dark, it's not like comedic anymore. Oh, is it like degrading to her in some way? or It's just degrading to everybody involved. There's a picture of her Mm. bent over, and it says, like, this is what we get when males over-sexualize things. She has two ass cracks. Yeah. (laughs) Because there's a picture of her two Wasn't it the same director who did The Killing Joke? I don't don't know. And The Killing Joke is also controversial, right? Yeah. (sighs) Yeah. Anyways. Um, (laughs) So, uh, let's see. DC. I'm gonna pause. I'm gonna pause right here. Uh, oh, fifteen eleven. Okay. Um, real quick for you guys. Do you guys want to talk about Game of Thrones, or can we just go straight to Ed Screen dropping out? Yeah, let's do that. And we can yeah. finish that up with that. Yeah, let's Is do that. that. Cool? Yeah. Okay, let's do that. Trying to get political again. Right. All right. Uh, also, recent news: uh, Ed Screen, uh, who played Ajax in the um, in the Deadpool movie, uh, that actor, he was recently. Uh, cast in the new Hellboy movie as character Ben Daimyo. And Ben Daimyo is uh, either half Japanese or quarter Japanese. Uh, that sounds a lot like uh, Emma Stone's character, actually, in Aloha. In Aloha. Interesting. Um, he was cast as this character, and there was a little bit of fan backlash, and Ed Screen decided to drop out. Now, here's the thing. He didn't, what well, I thought was very um, respectful, and and uh, uh, I, I applaud him on this. Uh, he didn't drop out just being like, there's so much backlash, I'm dropping out. Yeah. No, he wrote an actual letter. Um, and I will, uh, I'll pull it up. But basically, uh, essentially, he talked about how, like, basically it just reflected how he was an ally um, uh, to to just whitewashing in general. Because basically the issue was whitewashing, right? We're talking about an Asian uh, an Asian character or a part Asian character that is then cast as white, you know? Um, uh, how do you guys how do you guys feel about it? While Kudos I try to, to him, man. Yeah. You know, just... There are so many actors in general just out there struggling for parts. Yeah. You know, I'm sure there's like thousands of half-white, half-Asian actors out there. Yeah. Who would love to just cr- take a crack at this role? Right. Who would just love to just be like, "Wow, finally a role that I can do." Am I give me a break in the industry? Yeah. This could be a way of you know mass marketing myself to the American people. Yeah. So I think that's really cool because actors every day they go out for auditions. Yeah. They put themselves through this grueling process. Yeah. And if you're an actor of color, I'm sure the pro- the probability of you getting a role compared to a white actor is probably yeah. less. Let me uh, let me read this letter real quick yeah. if that's cool. Um, so this is the letter that Ed Screen uh, wrote. Uh, last week it was announced that I would be playing Major Ben Daimyo in the upcoming Hellboy reboot. I accepted the role unaware that the character in the original comics was of mixed Asian heritage. There's been intense conversation and understandable upset since that announcement, and I must do what I feel is right. 
It is clear that representing this character in any culturally accurate way holds significance for people. And to neglect this responsibility would continue a worrying tendency to obscure ethnic minority stories and voices in the arts. Mm -hmm. I feel it is important to honor and respect that. Therefore, I have decided to step down so the role can be cast appropriately. Representation of ethnic diversity is important, especially to me as I have a mixed heritage family. It is our responsibility to make moral decisions in difficult times and to give voice to inclusivity. It is my hope that one day these discussions will become less necessary and that we can help make equal representation in the arts a reality. I'm sad to leave Hellboy, but if this decision brings us closer to that day, it is worth it. I hope it makes a difference. With love and hope, Ed Scream. No, that's cool. That sent sh- that sent that sends shivers down like my body right now. Just reading it, yeah, um, it's not every day that happens. And there's been so many people recently. Um, I'm getting like I'm 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 getting emotional a little bit. Uh, this happens a lot out there with these actors, and um, I get it. It's their job. They got the role right. Like that's right. money, and I don't want to say like they don't give a fuck, but they kind of don't give a fuck, and. Uh, he gave a fuck, and right. he is an ally. Well, you it's know? like um, with Chloe Bennett. That's not her last name. Chloe Wang, right? Wang. And um, she, in order for her to get to that notoriety, to represent like a mixed, you know, and then they wrote that in into Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., and like I didn't find out until like after. That her mom was Asian and her dad was white? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They made it that the, that was the character, yeah. Yeah, but... Um, I keep watching these like whitewashed. Uh, almost every anime adapted movie for Western mm-hmm. audiences is a white person. Yeah, really. And did you know that um, Starship Troopers? Yeah, that was originally an '80s like anime, but it was set in Brazil. No, no, it was um, it was an '80, it was an '80s book. Well, it's a book. It's really? also an anime. If you go, did they on go YouTube. anime later? I thought it was a book that some like right wing guy wrote like in the '50s. I don't think it was right. The main character was Filipino though. Rico. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. That's where the whitewashing. In the book? Yeah, in the book. Well, in the book, but... Oh, in the movie, he's from Argentina. Argentina, I meant, yeah. Mm. And they're pretty white in Argentina. Yeah. Not all of them, but there's a lot of white people in Argentina, Okay. Though. Well, um, Fist of the North Star, um, mm. that guy, Ryu, is white. And I'm not saying that none of these people can be white. It's just every single one has been white. And that's, like, white Goku. Um, oh, yeah, that whole movie, <laughs> they were all white, right? Uh, no, uh, Chow Yun-Fat was... Was um, <laughs> Master Roshi, <laughs> yeah. and but it, again, that's super weird because like he's not even Japanese, and I don't know. It was just like yeah, put a yellow face there. Um, but what my point is like, they're not. They're doing a really sloppy um, tiger trap, you know, while you cover it with like leaves and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, like I just watched Death Note, and it's a white protagonist, and there's like, you know, Kira in Celtic means light, and uh, but in Japanese, and I'm like, what? And then in Ghost in the Shell, do you guys know about the origin story for Scarlett Johansson? Well, what they, yeah, it was originally the Japanese character, and then they put the mind into a white body. Yep. That's how they explain the whitewashing. And like, that's, um, yeah, I brought serious. it, by the way, I really, so ham fisted. Really quickly brought oh, it up. Okay. Rico in the books is Filipino. Oh, okay. In the, oh. But then they, in the movie, in the series, and all, everything after that, he's Argentine. Casper Van Dien, the most Argentine oh. Filipino name. Oh, I know. Well, <laughs> In that movie, right, isn't, like, because I think I read, I mean, I never read the book, but I know that, like, uh, the director hated the book, and they just kind of, like, took the parts they liked from it, and they just retrofitted it for the movie. Uh, sure. Because they thought the book was just garbage, I guess. Yeah. So that the book yeah. is, like, a right-wing, like... Is it? Some, it's, like, a pretty right-wing book that was, like... 
about war. Right. But I think it was about civilizations, kind of like civilizations should organize on a mass level to combat and protect against other civilizations, because if not, I think in the book, China at some point takes over the U.S. or invades mm-hmm. and destroys it. They still kept, because isn't it supposed to be like a fascist uh, like satire movie? But the book itself, I don't think so. The movie is like a fascist satire, mm-hmm. but I don't think the book itself is like oh no, is a fascist mm-hmm. satire. If anything, it's probably like a fascist like uh, advocacy book, I guess. Yeah, but um, oh, what's it called? The uh, Ender, Ender's, Ender's game? game. Yeah, that guy. He's like a piece of work too. Like he's oh a Orson Scott Card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 So, um, eh. <laughs> yeah. Maybe these guys are just all like good sci-fi writing is being cynical, and you're like, oh, we just need a right-wing society. To take well, if you think about that. sci-fi in general, like if you have a if it race versus race, and it's like every race of that alien race is bad. Like every, yeah. you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's kind of, I mean, yeah. Um, H.P. Lovecraft. Bringing it back to anime whitewashing. Um, in anime when they make it into movies. Speed Racer? Yeah. Um, I was reading I was reading an article stating that how whitewashing doesn't make it bad. Whitewashing no. is a symptom of something else that is making them bad. Yeah. And what they say it is, is a first things first, they, they, they go through it with levels, this article, and I forget where I where I read it, but yeah, um, yeah. I'll post it if I, if I find it and I'll post it on Facebook. Yeah. Basically, um, um, in Japan, they don't view manga and anime as little kid, like, properties. They don't deal, they don't look down on them. It doesn't have the stigma like, of comic books here. Right. Yeah. Comic books, animated movies have a stigma here. That's why When Beauty and the Beast was nominated for an Academy Award. Yeah. Like, that was, there was a problem, right? And so, here we don't treat it. So so we treat it with less respect sure. to the original source. And with that less respect comes, we're going to do it our way. Mm-hmm. And when you say we're going to do it our way, we're going to do it the American way. And when we deal with it the American way, we're going to cast a white actor. John that, Wayne as Genghis Khan. Yeah. So <laughs> That happens. That happens so huh? then, oh so it's saying that yeah. the movie isn't bad just because you have a white, char- a white actor... Oh no! No, but it's no. the fact that they don't respect the original source. Yes, they don't respect that. Um, and these are again, nothing in life is easily solvable one problem at a time. We kind of got to chain, like, deal with a couple different ones at different times. We got to juggle this. But um, uh, Emma Stone's character being what half Hawaiian and a and a quarter Chinese, but m- that Swedish gene. But that she yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's dominant. It's like, <laughs> yeah. fuck you. No. Uh, she played that character in Aloha. How do you buy that? How do you buy that? Like, how, do you, how does that make any sense? Because if I, I tell you, if I came in and I said I was a quarter white or, uh, uh, or a quarter or even three, yeah, three quarters white, even a quarter white, and I can't, like, my character was me and I'm brown as fuck. And, like, you're going to buy that? Are you going to buy that I'm a... Uh, I'm three quarters white. Right. No, you're not. And so white audiences would be like, what the fuck? He's not one of us. Yeah. <laughs> the one thing, though, have you seen that? Um, there was like a Cinderella movie from Disney that they raised. With Brandy. Swapped. Yes, with Brandy. Yeah. yeah. And like when I watched it, I go, this is so weird because it's not like an all black uh, crew or all yeah. Asian. Basically, it was. Um, it, uh, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, R- yeah, really, it was Brandy as Cinderella. Yeah. It was. The, I. I don't know the actor's name. It Me was neither. Asian Prince Charming. Yep. He was like Filipino, I think. Um, the uh, f- uh, king was um, 
uh, why, why, why am I? I know who the king is. I forget who he is. I why think... am I forgetting his name? He's on Legends of Tomorrow. It's it's Martin Stein. It's oh, um, yeah, it's yeah. what's he's uh, in a new uh, he's in a new sci-fi show uh, from the Family Guy. Seth MacFarlane. He's like the commander. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's like his boss or whatever. I forget yeah. his name. Admiral. But yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah I forget. Like... Why am I forgetting? He was he was in Titanic. He was in Alias. Yes. Yes. yes I yes, know yes, his yes. name, but it's, anyway, he was the father. He's white. Uh-huh. Whoopi Goldberg was the mother. So no, no, no. She wasn't the fairy godmother. Just regular. She was the queen. So it was Whoopi Goldberg plus this white guy okay. equals uh, equals the Filipino yeah, yeah, yeah. son. I didn't care. It was a musical, man. And like when I was younger, I didn't care. Um, I'm not saying that you cared. I'm just saying that like I noticed it, but it was like it's a mixed family. Maybe they adopted the kid. Yeah, yeah. Who well, knows? Masked you know? Rider, if you remember that family uh, <laughs> from Saban. Dude, little known fact. Okay, you ever see Masked Rider? No, it is. A okay, so Power Rangers, Power Rangers had a spinoff. Um, which had this like mantis looking bug helmet guy who's on a on a on a motorcycle. motorcycle and he's an alien from another planet and he comes to live with the earth family little known fact okay so the earth family is this fat middle-aged white guy with yeah. this with this asian mom and then like a black kid and like something they all have like this like mixed family you know how old that asian girl is when they filmed it no 14 oh but she played an asian mom with this middle-aged guy. Where did they film this? In Canada? Hold on, what? Yeah. Asians? It, if you look her up right now, she's middle-aged now. Oh, my God. Where was this filmed? Uh, Seventh Heaven, the one sister, that's not Jessica Biel, uh, she was like 30, but she played like 16. So, really? Well, yeah, but, but that yeah. happens, but this girl was like 14, and she's the mom. That's crazy. Really? It was so, like, shoddily put together. I think it only lasted a season. They, like... It was well, so I mean, cheap. Those was, shows were all really low budget to begin with, right? But this was lower budget. Yeah, it was like lower well, than because Power they're low budget. Because with Power Rangers, wasn't it like footage from like an old Japanese yeah. show? Yeah, so that's what they did with this one too. Oh, okay. That's what they did with Big Bad Beetleborgs. That's what they did with VR Troopers. Um, My point is that it, oh, sorry, I was just gonna say let's it, bring it all back. Okay, to, well, it changes yeah. focus though to hey, we're diverse, not we're telling a story, and I yeah. feel like that's a huge distraction. Yes. Yes. That being said, people need to understand that people do adopt. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and no, absolutely. Although that, that, like, and or there are mixed families. You can have a Brady Bunch with a with a with a, a black mom and a white dad and bring together a white I hope and black they make family. That show. You know what I mean? Well, That'd yeah. Cool that's show. actually funny because they did a Step by Step was a Brady Bunch reboot. I um, love Step by Step. And I love Step by Step too, but it was for the new, like, like nine, oh, like new step by decade. step because I've seen so much of it. It was supposed to be like an edgy '90s version, and of we're Brady gonna Bunch. like yeah. skirt the edge of controversy with our episodes and stuff. Yeah, and we're gonna allude to like sexual activity yeah. going on, but it never happens. Yeah, yeah. Um, or the code man's supposed to be <laughs> like the code man's supposed to be yeah. this like a uh, straight edge Christian like mystic warrior, I guess, who you think does drugs, but he doesn't. Yeah, and he's always pulling his uh, stupid. <laughs> cousin from trouble yeah he got yeah. Um, Sorry, I really, in real I really life did love that show yeah in real no, life he got he got yeah. went to jail for domestic battery yeah oh yeah that's why they took him out and, and they put like, bulky yeah <laughs> the guy who played bronson pinchel yeah so what happens is because he was like he was like the urkel that he was like a minor league urkel basically yeah minor oh, league, absolutely. Yeah. so he does that and then like seasons four through five i think they got a they that got guy the, rich Halky, i think was his name no bulky that's no, what no, i'm saying no but they gave brandon call i don't know the name of the his code man's best friend yeah 
he has to. He was he was the older son of of the guy. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah. I forget his name. Yeah. They had to give him a character to get into adventures with. Oh, the, and they gave him uh, James Marsden. Yeah. Or not James Marsden. Jason Marsden. Yeah. They voice gave actor, him. famous voice actor. It was like Spikes from Buffy, but no, no. Jason Marsden. Yeah. He's. Oh no uh, no! I'm sorry. That's Cyclops, isn't it? Yeah, I'm James thinking about Marsden. Cyclops. Sorry. Who's who's Jason, he's uh, the voice of a big character? What's uh, Spike's real name? Yeah. Madsen. Marston. I forget. I Marston. Marston. Yeah. Anyway, no, but this is this is like. He's a voiceover for a lot of uh, cartoons. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, we, <laughs> we could talk about all this. Well, look, whitewashing. How about yeah, yeah, that? Bring it back to whitewashing. Whitewa- you know, <sighs> let's talk. I am a brown man. And if you know me, I think you know that I'm a brown guy. It's not something that I like try to telegraph and I try to bring race into everything like that. But there have been moments, like uh, in comedy at least, where people were just surprised that I'm a brown man doing comedy. So then people yeah. want me to have as a friend and I'd become like a pet or a token friend. Yeah. And then diversity becomes about like, oh, look how diverse I'm being right now. Uh, gay, uh, gay people have to deal with that all the time, too. Oh, yeah. I'd probably. Yeah. It, probably we, any, we, I mean, all minorities do, right? Any minority, right? Yeah. So like, because yeah. I, I really liked your, Paul, I, I liked your point earlier, Paul, about how, you know, diversity is cool if you're telling a story and it's like just part of that universe, but it's not the main focus. When you're just trying to push, oh, look how diverse we're being right now. Look how modern and, like, liberal we're being. When guys you know? get a black girlfriend and they're like, yeah, I did that. I'm white and I have a black girlfriend. It's weird, Butter. actually. Um, <laughs> when it comes to race and, and dating, which yeah. is actually a big, um, uh, a big like, uh, sociological, like, hobby of mine mm-hmm. to, like, uh, research into this and, like, see how statistics work and whatnot. It's weird. It's like, um, did you guys ever see Master of None? Yeah. Okay. Never seen it. So in Master of None, do you see season two? Yes. So he it. goes on a date, and there's a kind of a montage scene of like him going on multiple dates with multiple women, and some work and some don't, and some only work so far and they don't, and um, you know he goes on dates with some Indian because it's Aziz Ansari, and he goes on dates with some Indian girls, but you know it's it's very mixed, right? And uh, it's also to show that he's not just an Indian guy dating only white girls. He's dating all sorts of girls. In the first episode of season one, he's interested in a black girl, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, and season two. They meet in the Italy. Oh, uh, in season two, I meant. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the point being is that um, uh, that is normal, at least to me, being Sri Lankan. Not Indian, but like, you know? Sure. That's normal. It's that mix of everything, right? But I don't know. I, I think it probably also depends how open you are to other races and yeah. ethnicities because... Uh, I don't know. I'm Salvadoran. I've yeah. had I have friends who like if you're not Hispanic, yeah, they could never imagine dating anyone who's not Hispanic. Yeah. Well, I mean that that makes sense, especially if you're really ingrained in your culture, mm-hmm. and you're like, dude, if we're talking like if you, dude, if you're out there eating rice and curry every night, like, uh, you know, uh, I'm not, but like I love rice and curry, right? Like I, but I have a good mix, and my family has a good mix of uh, all that food. Uh, how can I go out to dinner with someone who doesn't just eat rice and curry all night? You know what I mean? I don't know what you mean. That's a very small thing. What I'm saying is if you're really ingrained in your culture, you need someone who can keep up with that, right? Yeah, true that. It, it does suck. I get, I get that. that uh, you know? No, um, oh, sorry. I was just going to say it sucks to have to explain things to people. Like, hey, I'm Asian. I'm going to order white rice with our chicken because I like to cleanse my palate in between bites. Mm. Or, you know, just, hey, could you just take your shoes off, you know? The shoes off thing. That's an, Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know. I have that in my house. You know what's funny for me for an issue when it comes to, like, interracial romance yeah i think what happens is like you you find because at least for me for being hispanic i'm not a super macho hispanic guy yeah. so like and if anything i try to tone down my machismo mm-hmm. 
So I can never be a Hispanic woman in the long term because maybe I have to like amp up my machismo and just like be a aggressive guy. But what happens if if I go out for a white woman? Even if my amp down machismo, it might be too much. So I have to like tone it down even further. I mean, keep keep in mind though, there are different types of everything, right? No, there yeah, there are yeah. Hispanic women that that don't. Like I know a bunch that are tired of like the machismo thing, right? No, they probably are, but I mean, that's why they dated me. Uh. <laughs> that, that's awesome, but I'm just saying from my from my own experiences, you yeah. know. Or sometimes it could be they're tired of it, but being tired of something doesn't mean you don't expect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, that's that's my. It's a weird line that any like we all walk, right? It's um well, especially us because we're all artists and we walk in these diverse worlds ooh, where yeah. sometimes there might be a majority white people in these communities we're a part of. Yeah, and sometimes the people you're going to connect with is someone who's white. Yeah, yeah. um, especially like in Orange County in general, and and doing D- that dating in Indiana was really rough. Yeah, because ooh, you uh, when you see another like Cambodian, it's just like yeah, but. I'm always associated with siblings or family. That's also an interesting thing. So, yeah. like, I had hot ants, like, really attractive ants. I'm not <laughs> Jon Snow. I'm not going to be boning my, <laughs> my aunt, you know? Yeah. But, I mean, because of that, I've always, like, repressed that part and just dismissed, like, I just can't because I see my family. That, that's interesting. Wow. That's interesting. That's um, a, I had no I, idea, man. Uh, there, there is a play well, in... Fa- I'll show you my ants, but... <laughs> 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 um, but he, 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 well, yeah. I mean, there's so many weird things that go into play. For example, if you're living in a predominantly white area and you see another person that looks at least a little bit closer to you, uh, there's a weird, like, familial thing. Even though they're not related, it's like... You know what I mean? I remember yeah. what growing up and and um, you know uh, crossing another just a brown Asian, right? We're talking South Asian, brown yeah, Asian. Yeah. Not, uh, but like it's 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 a it's a, like an understanding. There's like a thing there. Nowadays, it's it, there's so much more than, than in the '90s that like it's not the same thing. But the point being is that yes, you, you don't necessarily want to date people who look like your family. I mean, some people do. Maybe I mean, white people. I guess ha- well, first thing, white people have to. That's not even a joke about redneck incest. Yeah. But like, there's so many white people that I mean, you're gonna date a white person. Well, I mean, statistically, you know, you're gonna be attracted to who you're attracted to. Yeah. And then later on, you can find out. Oh wow, you might look like a relative of mine. Wow, that's kind of weird. I don't want to explore that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's there's that, there's that a gr- pretty crazy. There's a girl that I know that, um, um, like she's she's like a good looking girl, uh, but it's like weird. She's like, I mean, she's like six inches shorter than my sister, but like she looks too much like my sister. That there's, nope, no way. And so I told my coworker, I'm like, you know, you should go out with her. <laughs> like I'm not, like, I, let like, me know how it goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm pass not, or play, pass or play. You know. Uh, but like, uh, I'm not going to. But the point being is that like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so here's the thing. Yeah, about attraction is like, people confuse like, you know how like sexuality, you don't have a choice. Uh, attraction, people are like, I don't have a choice. I'm just attracted to what I'm attracted. To. But it's like, there's a lot of societal c- constructs that form your quote unquote attraction. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? I if if suddenly if suddenly you see a. a and it's actually it's interesting with Tinder because if you're doing what's called thin slicing, you're doing very quick lefts and rights, mm-hmm. right? And I mean, statistically, s- thin slicing works because it's just your gut reaction. It's just how it works. But 
there would be a way of thin slicing that is not about attraction but about societal norms. You see a flash of brown, you're going to go left. You get what I'm saying? No, yeah, of course, because white skin is like put on a pedestal. Yeah. It's, it's, it's better than having brown right, skin. Right, but it doesn't mean you don't find that person attract- attractive. It just means... But on Tinder, I've never used Tinder. If it's all going off your gut reaction, if you like brown skin, yeah. why don't you swipe right then? Yeah, but there's statistically there's less people. Not okay. less people, but less people who like it. Uh, if you look, there's a um, I got, I got, OK Cupid has done scientific studies on yeah. this. Basically, the people who win who win on dating apps are white people because everybody aims towards them, and there's not too much aiming towards other races. So what you're saying uh, is Asian that, guys have the least turnout. So what you're saying is these norms from society they get so ingrained in us yeah. that they've become unconscious impulses yes. that we're not even aware of. Yeah, and we say it's our attraction, we can't change it. But look, when I was a young person, um, I had my views on race and attraction, which are totally wrong and not what I believe in now, and not even how I feel. It was just so ingrained in me by just people around me, right? Yeah. <clears throat> There's a maturity that you have to go through. And like, that's not me, by, by the way, being yeah. super liberal and being like, look at me, you know what I mean? No, just give people a chance. You yeah. have to end, I think that's the other thing too, is like, guys get jaded after dating, you know, only the type, but they keep falling for the same type of person. That's true, yeah. So you need to like snap out of that dating mantra where it's like, okay, only, uh, you know, glamour models, only D cups or, <laughs> or get out of my way. And then just be like, I don't know, she's like really nice, man. You know, well, so what? <laughs> I mean, that's also, a di- I mean, that's a different thing. I mean, uh, that's like saying, like, I'm not attracted to this person, but she's nice. Let's give her a chance. Oh, I don't want to go that route. That's I, not the route. I'm talking about just like, um, uh, cons- not concessions, reservations, because maybe you're just like, yeah, I don't do uh, Mexican chicks because they're too feisty or something. Yeah, but you don't know, right? I get, I get what you're saying. That, that's yeah. where you have to like Those guys unlearn. Exist, huh? You have to unlearn that. What? No, no, just like having racial reservations for not dating someone. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, that being said, there's a lot of people whose families won't accept um, them bringing home anyone else. Um, that happened to me a couple times. Yeah? Well, I mean, but that's oh, you, Paul. You know what? <laughs> just I'd like to think that, because at least that would help. No, I know. Hate me for me, yeah. not because. Um, yeah, we don't mix breeds. Like, I've heard that before. And we're not fucking breeds, man. We're, that's There's no... <laughs> breeds here yeah i know um it's i don't just, know man like if you're hanging out with just your ethnicity or race sometimes yeah depending on how, who you're hanging out with sometimes some people are like dude how could you ever date someone who's not like salvadoran or yeah, like, yeah, yeah. mexican and they like they look at you like i remember in high school i took i was in love with this white girl i was like madly in love with her i took her to uh to prom and i think we might have been like a handful like, like interracial couples there yeah I got my pictures. I showed them to this girl who was like super Mexican. Yeah. He just looked at me like dumbfounded and flabbergasted. She's like, wow, you took her to prom. Good for you. Mm. She was just so amazed by it. But I was like, why is this so alien to you? Yeah. I mean, there's the alien part of it, but there's also there's also a cultural thing. Like, um, um, uh, Russell Peters talks about the immigrant experience of like coming in. It's like, like, the American dream, you will go to America and you will get yourself a white girl. You know, it's <laughs> like, like the immigrant dream. Like, it's not necessarily the case. But the point being is that, like, there's, uh, it's weird. It's weird. But understandably, again, if you're ingrained in your culture, you might want to be with someone um, in your culture or just 
just happenstance, like you fall for someone who you're hanging out with. Yeah. You know? I think that's, you know, that, that seems more natural and organic, especially if we're doing what we're doing. There might not be a lot of people of color to begin with of either gender. You know? Yeah. There, there have been times when I think I've been the only brown guy in a room or like a handful of brown guys in a community. Yeah. You know, so then who you fall in love with or you become attracted to, it just depends on who's available. Yeah. Who's there. Yeah. Um. <laughs> What's up, Bo? Sorry. No, no. It's just, you know, I mean, if there's meatloaf in the fridge, you know, don't go to Wendy's. Just eat your meatloaf. Like. Well, <laughs> I'll say this. I'll say this because I think, you know, you you become attracted to who you see the most and who's in your geographic proximity. Uh, or, yeah. or you get tired of them. Well, it's weird no, how it works. No, that's true, though. You get yeah. tired, but sometimes... You, you you become attracted to someone because yeah. you just spend so much time with them. Yeah, you I think don't... that's all relationships though too. Because like yeah. uh, Bart says, well, Millhouse, you're geographically most convenient, so by default, you're my best friend. You know. Well, yeah, yeah and that's true. Statistics yeah. have said that people do fall in love with people who are roughly in their neighborhood. A season Sari's book. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He talks about that. Um, and so, it's interesting. But well, I'm just saying, as an improviser, open, yeah, you know, um, yeah. Being an improv, that's I mean, a whole different thing. There's like, well, as a comedian, there's more yeah, diversity yeah. now. Don't get me wrong, but again, like Orange County has this great diverse when it comes to uh, just races and ethnicities doing improv. At least I, I, I can be witness to that. Yeah. But in general, though, improv comedy, there's you know, uh, just a lot of dudes and yep. <laughs> a lot of people, not a lot of yeah. people of color, depending where you do it at. Yeah. I I'm not saying that's people I, I, I fall in love with. In fact, I have a rule where I try not to date yeah. anyone in the prop community. Yeah. I'm just saying whatever your environment is where you where you go, whoever's there, that's who you can probably fall in love with. Yeah. Wait, you don't want to teach at UCB? You don't want to date your students? What the oh, hell? is that what happens? I'm at UCB right now, actually. Oh, okay. Really? I have a thing, actually. Here's the thing. The reason I, I can't date in the community is because when I fall in love with someone or I date them, I like think about them all the time and like I get like obsessive and possessive. It's it's a oh. dark part of me. I don't like it actually. Oh, uh, I thought you were gonna go somewhere sweet with that and I fell in love with you right now, but then No, so the thing is I can't <laughs> I can't focus on my work. I uh, can't supposed yeah. to do with this ring, Fernando. <laughs> oh, I know. It's terrible actually. It's like I can't focus on anything. So yeah. it's like, no, I'd rather just do my job the best I can. It can't be distracted from I, it. Dude, I, that's uh, just too. That's here's the thing though. Every guy's built differently romantically. Yeah. That's just how I'm wired. I wish I wasn't that way. I really wish I wasn't. But that's just who dude, I am. Dude, this makes me want to create a, a relationship like a, podcast. Yeah, a relationship <laughs> podcast. Um, because we took whitewashing and then we turned it to interracial dating, they which is fine. I mean, they're <laughs> three brown guys rejected by. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Huh? The well, white well, walkers. Speak for yourself. No, no. <laughs> well, everybody's dealt with rejection, but. Um, I mean, depends on whether it's by race or not, I guess, is what we're talking about. Um, but What about comic books? <laughs> Dude, we just race, race. Uh. Um, Sam, sorry for keeping you working so late, man. Um, <laughs> it's like a cry booth right now. <laughs> so uh, just just closing thoughts about this uh Ed Screen, whitewashing converse, uh, controversy. We're going to come back to it? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah. Let's we, just, last well, topic. Let's... Yeah. let's uh, Let's do, just do closing thoughts about that, and um, I mean, that'll be it. I'm going to be cynical right now. Although it's really cool what he did, and that's awesome. It's going to get him points with all kinds of advocacy and important people. Our future white actor is going to do the same, though. Our future actor is going to do the same thing. Our future actor is going to walk away from an opportunity to be in a movie like that. He was lucky that he was in Deadpool. He's maybe doing other stuff. But if you're an actor and this could be your first big break, you might find some reason to justify taking that role. You might be like, well, you know, I've been working hard so many years. 
it's my time. I'm not going to feel bad about this. So although he's doing this, which I think is great, he's bringing attention to it, what's going to matter is our future actor is going to follow in his footsteps. That's his hope, right, and his mm-hmm. written response. Um, and all actors have it tough, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so w- when you have a white actor that's been toiling for a long time, that's not to say they haven't been toiling and they haven't been working hard. That being, And so they want to take that opportunity um, and they're like, well, I get it, but everybody has it hard. All roles matter, right? It's kind of like that. Um, but there is a tougher thing for Asians in, in cinema, uh, for Hispanics oh. in cinema, for, uh, of course. for, for uh, blacks in cinema, people of color, right? Um, there is, it is tougher. Smaller pool that they're casting for, and there's, uh, in return, there are a smaller pool of actors, but it's not representational. Um, and that being said, yeah, well, maybe the newcomers might still take those roles, right? Mm-hmm. But the people that we focus on are the Scarlett Johansons, the Emma Stones, you know, right? Where the hell did Scarlett Johansson take that role? She should have known better. Yeah. Well, the thing is, she probably had a publicist go, look, the people in Japan are really cool with it. The yeah. creator's really cool with it. I think you should do it. Nobody knows that it's going to be incompetently made because the director doesn't understand the source material to where it'll satisfy actually anime people and American Asians because people say, oh, well, the Asians from the Great Wall in China casted Matt Damon in that role and they're cool with it. I'm like, yeah, but when you're an Asian American, you have no real attachment to that, you know, demographic. Oh, really. yeah, yeah. You're an American now. Yeah, you're yeah, yeah, mixing yeah, yeah. it up. I mean, it's tough. It's tough being a hyphen American. Yeah, ugh. Being a hyphen American is tough. Um, and, like, we all know that, you know? Yeah, dude. Um, it's like, we're not... It's like, aren't we just Asian? Aren't we just Salvadorian? Aren't we... Or do you live there? Do you live in that country? Like, what country are you from? I don't... You know what I mean? So oh, Asians yeah. are different than Asian Americans. And so when they talk about, like, manga, like, you know? Yeah. Like, in these characters, it's like, okay... Uh, it's just um, it's a different thing with a lack of nuance when they like put a label on something they're like you're african and it's like no that person in morocco speaks french that person in you know Ooh, yeah. kenya right now is having a real tough time with their political you know like oh, and those yeah. are countries not states of africa yeah you know so it's a huge expanse of land i actually listened to two like hollywood guys talk about ethiopian food and go Hey man, you know I can I can see why they're all starving out there. Their food's inedible. Oh yeah, I yeah, heard I about like, this. That sounds terrible, man. What? In my car? In my Uber? <laughs> <laughs> oh what? No, I heard about this podcast. I'm not saying it sounds terrible that they would be that insensitive to this and say something just so just so insulting to that yeah. to those people in that culture. You know? Yeah, yeah. And they think they're being funny. That's like that. That's pretty infuriating. Uh, but the thing is, like, I also understand that they've never had to be challenged. You know, and it's not up to Uber driver to be like, hey, you know, your your palate is covered in butter and cheese. You know, <laughs> of course, Ethiopian opium food's not going to taste good to you. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. All of African. Like, Af- what's African food like? I don't know, bitch. What's North American food like? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, Do you know what Central American countries are? <laughs> yeah. oh, um, so... Having to educate people about that shit is sometimes infuriating. I have yeah. Puerto Rican... Uh, in-laws and it's like oh did they immigrate here it's like it's they're americans <laughs> oh yeah, yeah yeah well puerto rico's that's a interesting polit like politically yeah um oh, no, but uh i like i'm glad we went over this i, I guess i guess our problems are solved yeah. right jessica we, alba i think we just solved everything 
God now, bless Jessica Alba. Uh, we do. Uh, that's unfortunately it's all the time that we have today. Uh, we could talk for hours. I hope this. we didn't alienate any. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're losing that white demographic. <laughs> I mean, that's all joke that's, yeah, it's, it's half of our. It's half of our uh, our viewers. That's six people. <laughs> No, um, Brian Hitch well, finished. I will run. say this: it is kind of nice to talk to fellow brown men about the brown man experience at times. Yeah. that's something you don't get to do all the time. Or just it's cool to talk to fellow brown men of different uh, races and ethnic experiences, yeah. right? Because I could talk to my Mexican buddies all the time about what it feels like to be Hispanic or Mexican, yeah. but you know, it's not the same as your experience's perspective. Yeah. So I, I, it's I similar but that. different. Oh, of it, course, but yeah. I mean, there is a hyphen American experience. Yeah. Um, mm. Uh, just r- really quick, growing up, I think the biggest thing people used to say to me was when, um, um, like, adults used to say, "Oh, you speak English so well," and I'm a little kid. I'm just like, "Are you serious?" Yeah, and they're like, "You speak English so well," and I learned over time to like say like some smarmy things in response, like, "Oh yeah, you know, Sri Lanka, like, uh, pretty much everybody in Sri Lanka speaks English." Like yeah. <laughs> my all my family speaks English. True story. I went to Catholic school for most of my life, so uh, we a bunch of stuff happens. I have to go to public school in my sophomore year. I go to get tested at the Santa Ana Unified Public School District, uh-huh. and I get tested for my language. And the lady, the like administrator, was like, "You speak English? Yeah, that's great. You know, <laughs> that's amazing." I was like, "Wow." Yeah. Little did I know that was actually a problem where a lot of students in the district didn't speak English. Yeah. So. And then with Spanish speakers, oh, you don't speak Spanish good enough. It's mm. like, oh, you have an accent. Oh, you don't know that word. And one thing Hispanics do, at least at least immigrant Hispanics, is they always try to correct your Spanish Ugh. whenever they can. It's like, yeah. oh, no, you mispronounced that word. Oh, that's the wrong tense. And it's always a weird way of saying, like, you're not good enough. Well, what about, what about white people who try to correct your English? Not your English, but, like, in general, it's like, you know what happens? Bitch, I'm from here. <laughs> oh, yeah, sometimes I, I don't have that problem no? because of... Comic books teaching me how to yeah, yeah, use yeah. five-syllable words and yeah. biology and chemistry. Well, sometimes yeah. my Spanish will interrupt some English word, and like I can't say, like, I can't say wolf. Like, I'll say wolves or something like mm. that. Some word would come out, and yeah. then the person will like, oh, you can't say that word. Yeah. Uh, my uh. parents, my parents, because Sri Lanka was a British colony, uh, not when they were alive, but like before, Sri Lankan English is, is more British. Yeah. Um, in, in a way, especially, is, um, like, I don't think I remembered them saying aluminium, but they yeah. they pro- they grew up saying aluminium, and it's aluminum here. Yeah. And so sometimes I will say certain words with different stress on different syllables that are just more British. Mm-hmm. Uh, not that I speak with a British accent, but just specific words. Uh, and Maps. it's like, like getting corrected on that is like, ugh. What the fuck, man? Um, but no, seriously, this is is all the time that we have today. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> but fuck, yeah, it's been great having you guys here yeah, to talk it's about a deep this. conversation. Like yeah. it is, it. I mean, this whole thing. It's been great having you guys here. Uh, thank you, Fernando, for coming out for putting you know some time aside and coming out on this uh, podcast. I'm glad I was able to distract from comic books into deep societal no, questions. <laughs> fuck, that's sometimes how it goes. Uh, where can people hear you or see you next? Or uh, what do you got going on, real quick? Oh, man. You know, it's funny. I just had so many shows since, like, January. I think this is, like, my first uh, break in shows. What am I kidding? Uh, next Saturday, I got the OC Cage match. Me and Leo Martinez, Sarcasm and Sincerity. We're going up for a third title defense. If you can make it out and vote for us, that would be great. Where at? At uh, Spectacles Improv Engine, the Sages Theater. And then uh, 22nd, 23rd, got shows there. American Buffalo, Big Selfie. 
October. Got a show at the Improv Collective, Big Selfie. And that's about it right now. You can follow me at uh, Fernando A. Funes, Instagram and Twitter. Uh, follow my Instagram. That's where you can see all my writing. I also have an improv blog called Fernando's Improv Blog. I update it uh, quite a lot. So if you can follow that and read and subscribe, I'd really appreciate it. Sounds good. Uh, we'll post the links online. Oh, my God, yes. Yeah. Uh, Paul, where are oh. you at? Where are you at? Okay. Uh, Mondays, Anchor Bar in uh, Irvine. They have a huge open mic. It's great. It's fun. Uh, I'm getting ready for this uh, show. It's, it's a, in Irvine? It doesn't Costa Mesa. Oh, Costa Mesa. Sorry. Yeah. I mean, they do share a border. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they do share a border. Um, uh, Cambodia Town Film Festival presents the Khmer's of Comedy. That's uh, September 16th at 8.30. It's like $15. Uh, at the door, uh, and um, yeah, it's going to be a bunch of co uh, Cambodian comedians. So this will probably never happen again. <laughs> so uh, hopefully That's you guys can cool. make it. Yeah, I feel like you, you've been promoting that on Facebook, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, ever since you've been on this show, it's been yes. It's I mean, this is a long time coming. I know it's the only thing I've had. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you guys for listening in. Like, comment, subscribe on Facebook.com/slash The Keeg. We've got Instagram and Twitter at The Keeg Show. We're on YouTube, YouTube.com/slash The Keeg. We got some uh, videos there from um, back in the day when we used to post some videos. So make sure to check that out. That's kind of our season one talk show. Uh, we're now on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud. So wherever you guys are listening to us. Um, keep listening. Uh, rate us. Give us five stars or however many. What's the max stars? If there's ten stars, don't give us five stars. Give is us max stars star. friend with Steve Biggs? <laughs> max star. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Call back. Thanks so much for listening to us. Uh, ask questions. Uh, we'll answer them on the air. Uh, we appreciate you guys listening in. Thank you so much. Uh, thank you, Fernando. Thank you, Paul, for coming on the show. Once again, I'm your host, Dimitri Pereira, and this has been The Keeg.